This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We listen to Mercy Me, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see Cats! I never see that the song looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like the mess that it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Loser's another word. Oh, well, you want to get in the bathtub? It's Sicario. Are you familiar with, like, Calvinism as a concept? There's... I was a director in my 20s who came from nothing and was suddenly on the cover of Yuckin' Time Out New York. I was hot shit and I wanted to yuck everybody and I didn't. <laughs> Welcome so to Good much... Christian Fun. <laughs> There's so much happening. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Oh yeah, what do you mean? I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We have Good Christian Fun. <laughs> Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun? It's For a podcast. 118th. Wait, do you want me to keep talking so you can give a little blowy dish? No, I wasn't going to gonna do a blowy. I was actually going <laughs> to do my top coat on my nails. Oh, excuse me. I did walk into the apartment tonight and Caroline said, I'd help with the mics, but I just did my nails. Oh, I'm sorry. Is my home not enough for you every week? I mean, I mean, we could do it ahead come if you don't want to use your home. I actually don't like do a that. neutral girl. Don't what? do that. <laughs> don't turn that down around on me. Let me have it. Um, GCF is a podcast where we talk about <laughs> she's doing her nails Christian pop she's culture. We talk about the music, the movies, everything that oh, made the music. American Christianity what Great it again. is today. Uh, we grew up in it, so we're somewhat versed. Kevin more so than I, as he likes to tell me a lot. And oh, not a lot. In the show, we're also, we're not going to hear, we're not going to preach with you. Wow. We're not going to preach to you. Sorry, it's the nail fumes getting <laughs> no, into that little nose. Um, and we're not going to try to convert you or anything. We're not going to take your faith from you either. This is a but we're not going to give you show. any faith any. I might take Probably it. not. <laughs> yeah, Jamie might, but we won't. We don't know what <laughs> she's capable won't. of. <laughs> but the topic for today is now. Say it with me, like a like a a, a southern bell on a hot summer day. Like Bart Millard's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> like true. Bart Millard's grandma, I know. <laughs> oh, did you see the movie? I know oh, the legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that movie. So let's all say it together Ooh. in that way. Mercy, mercy me. <laughs> oh, mercy me. I just me. wanted to observe that. It was worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we have a very special guest to be merciful on. Friends and folks, she's an author. She's an icon. She's an activist. You can check out her book, You Are Your Own, A Reckoning with Religious Trauma of Evangelical Christianity. Friends and folks, give it all up for Jamie Lee Finch! <laughs> I still did the LNG. The LNG. You're the, working. You're trying. The cancelable LNG. You're doing better. Speaking of cancelable Ellen, did you see her dancing I, the other day? <laughs> I knew that's what this song was. Yeah. <laughs> this Amy Grant song? <laughs> Welcome home, babe. Hey, she's here. She's home. There's tears I'm in so Jamie's eyes. I'm so happy that my most impressive podcast interview moment, that was 
remarkable. And I'm uh, so happy it happened to that song. I'm happy too. <laughs> wow. Hey. This is already the most remarkable. Oh, Take Well, that. Jamie's doing a little podcast tour while she's in town. Yeah. This is one of seven. <laughs> well, Kevin, I am one an of seven. Icon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an icon yeah. never sleeps. How are they sure. ranking so far? Don't do that. I haven't done yours yet. I don't know. You're in the middle of it. This is But you can tell how the date seven. is going in the middle of it. You don't we're have to wait till the, the middle. end of the we night. We just started. What? This is, we're like seven minutes in. This <laughs> is like in progress, in process. You don't want, you don't, you don't want me to rank it okay. right now. Is it uh, tough to talk about yourself that much or are you good with it? Depends on the questions that are asked. Mm. Um, so what's your deal? <laughs> is that an easy question? <laughs> I, I hate that question so much. <laughs> so what's your so dream like, what's actually? What's your deal, man? I know this is what like, you're what doing you right about? now, but like what's actually your dream? That's so Los Angeles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See, but you know what? You say that's so LA. I think that's so everywhere, though. Uh, it's it's people say, mostly Los You don't think Angeles. people care about dreams in, pe- in places not in Nashville? I know the phrasing. Oh, what church do you go to? The, literally? Yeah. Wow. That's what they ask. What an and then if you say, yeah, it is. And if you say that you don't go to a church, they people generally just assume that, oh, you just moved here. You haven't found one yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, uh, you know, the, the standard second assumption should be that oh you need to get saved <laughs> yeah is that truly like no exaggeration yeah. like that i mean yeah. i'm saying you're lying i mean obviously not in my <laughs> small circles <laughs> yeah I mean, i'll go is it all ages uh yeah okay. it's, it's oh. the general ethic in nashville and the expectation when you're meeting someone and trying to size them up is like oh what church you go to yeah because yeah, everyone just yeah. assumes that you are a part of a church yeah. community and i'm sure it does like align along certain type of personality when, or yeah. like character mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But really the question should be what Enneagram are you? <laughs> right? There, it's close. Actually, no, Nashville really is... the question should be are you a cat or a dog? Shut the <laughs> hell up forever. <laughs> <laughs> are you a meow meow or a rough rough? <laughs> Easy way to sort them. <laughs> I wonder what the we Venn do. diagram of Enneagram numbers and whether you're a cat or a dog. Really? Oh my Ooh, gosh! Well, this could be a whole second service. Kevin, you could pivot that big time. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. But you can pay me for yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's monetizing Petty enneagram grams. shit now. Yeah. I could do yeah. my little yeah. work, my corner. Animograms. Animograms. Animorphs. Yeah, we. I couldn't read those. I. I wasn't allowed. To. I don't think I. Yeah, I don't think I wanted to. I think mm-hmm. I was also scared of the. I was super interested, but touch I was witchcraft. not allowed. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Did you say a touch of witchcraft? <laughs> Potential witchcraft. Oh, <laughs> just a touch. Yeah, well, clearly keeping me from witchcraft <laughs> did not work out well for my Quite parents. Quite the opposite. Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, on Am I your subject. first witch? No, we know of, but some people, you know. Self-professed, I think, yeah. Yeah, some Great. people don't like Tur- to disclose that took you 118 episodes to find a witch. <laughs> yeah, well. You live in Los Angeles. It's surprising, yeah. We made a yeah. promise to each other to have one witch on every 118 oh, episodes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll be the resident so Jezebel. 236 today. or whatever. <laughs> we'll We're have mapping out your plan. Yeah. I have a few I could We're send you. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Just bring me back yeah. <laughs> at that point. Is there a great. category of which you fall under or like a sub-genre? Uh, oh, sorting sorry, house? Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, you know, like there's you? Slytherin, maybe like Wiccan uh, or like some other kinds. I don't sure. know. Sure, yeah, I, I I'm not it. Wiccan. Um, it's okay. not a religious practice for me. Um, although it is... It's pretty spiritual. It's very, it's a very grounding spiritual practice, but I would not classify it as my religion. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would generally just say I'm I'm a witch. However, with my 
marketing and branding for the work I do as a sexuality and embodiment coach. Uh, my business cards and my website and all my social media stuff says sex witch, which yeah. is not inaccurate. I do practice sex magic, but it's probably not the way I would necessarily lead if someone wanted to know i probably be like i'm a witch like you don't put it on life. the hinge bio sex witch uh i put plenty of other very fun <laughs> things okay. like uh guaranteed to disappoint your mother as much as mine <laughs> oh. that's a good one oh, i don't know oh, professional foul-mouthed woman okay uh exclusively discusses religion politics and sex Swipe right well-behaved yeah. witches right rarely yeah. make magic spells <laughs> <laughs> well i well Actually, that might line up. Hey. It's all them bad witches. Well, let's do this like a Tarantino movie and go back in time and also take off your shoes. Uh, (laughs) Let's see those piggies. Let's see those little piggies wiggling around. I didn't even realize they were still on. (laughs) You can actually take them off if you'd like. If you'd like. No pressure. Yeah. No, I want this to be a hospitality thing. What thing? thing? (laughs) Caroline and I. What thing is this his way to like see my feet? He's like a famous yeah. He'd be on the floor right now if he was here. <laughs> he'd be on the freaking he'd, yeah, he'd just go. Wait, did I show you that picture? I think I did. What picture? Of him sucking. Ew, no. Oh, sucking what? Well, I'll, I'll airdrop it to you later. Oh, okay, boy. Uh, but let's start with your relationship with religion and Christianity. <laughs> it's complicated. All that stuff. Yeah, can we keep it to like 20 max? <laughs> <laughs> You could absolutely do an hour and that would not um, be unprecedented. Max. I don't want to anymore. That's the thing when you ask the question of like, is it exhausting to talk about yourself? The only podcast I did through like all of 2017, 2018, and the majority of 2019 where people are like, so tell me about your background in evangelical Christianity. And I got so is sick of Is that an impression of us? <laughs> Just you. Okay. I like her. Okay. Thank you. Um, so Suck it. At- <laughs> Tarantino, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll suck on your toes. Um, yeah, so it's not that I am opposed to talking about it now, but I'm at a point where unless that can segue us into talking about something else, like, you know, something fun, like what we're doing here, or, you know, talking about <laughs> Mercy Me, my favorite band mm-hmm. from my evangelical upbringing. Right. Or when people are like, cool, let's touch on your background, but what I really want to talk about is your current work or witchcraft or embodiment or whatever, then I'm cool with it. Because at this point, I'm like, I already wrote a book telling that whole story. Please don't make me talk about it for an hour. Mm -hmm. So 20 minutes is great. Okay, That's a great length of time. What a gift I gave. (laughs) That's Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I I listened to your book, by the way, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really helpful and, and cool. I think I recommended it on this very show. Did you? Yeah. Ooh, wow, um, that said, I have you. a very bad memory, so I can't wait to hear it again <laughs> and relive the times. I am totally a... There's not I'm, a lot. I don't know. absorb audiobooks very retain. well myself <laughs> either. Um, part of the reason why I ended up self-publishing in like actual physical book format is because I realized uh, a few months after putting my book into ebook and audiobook format that I personally can't do either one of those. Like I'm a physical book person. Mm-hmm. I can't read something on a screen and I can't retain it if I listen to it. So that's why my book Why is, is that fantastic. so different? I, I'm the same way with even like yeah. super scripted podcasts and stuff. I'm always like, okay, go back 15 seconds. Yeah. I always zone out. Yeah. I realized I, I wasn't audiobooks. listening at a certain point. Yeah. yeah which is sad. Yeah. You know, I have an excerpt from your book that I think might I line up well with the kind of journey we're on Ooh. in this way. Okay. I could read that in a way to kind of like set us do up. Do it. And Can you imitate my voice? No, that'd oh. be so soothing. problematic oh, for me you. to do. Thank you. Yeah. I hear that You so think much my voice like, is soothing? No, she's talking about me. Oh. <laughs> Your voice is soothing though, Kevin. 
Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that was kind of Delilah adjacent. <laughs> yeah, that was like Delilah. <laughs> Delilah? Who's that? <laughs> the radio host? Yeah, you know Delilah. Oh, no, I don't. You know. No. Oh Is that God. like Wolfman Jack? No, all the soft rock radio stations in yeah. the country. I think she has a specific show that they all play, and people call in and make requests for the ones they love or miss oh. or are heartbroken over. Yeah, and it's she lovely. talks like this. She, she talks had a really like low. It's very and it was airy. always very like romantic. And this oh, one goes out to that really. Yep. Yeah, it was great. It's soothing. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this excerpt because I think it'll, it'll tee us up well. Perfect. Let me put some music behind it. Okay. <laughs> Recently, in a session with a client, <laughs> I asked her what the moment was that connected her with what had happened to her in a way that allowed her to call it trauma. She told me that it was the moment she heard elements of her own experience in someone else's story. That experience acted as a mirror to her and gave her language she hadn't had access to before. At that moment, she simultaneously realized she was allowed to call what she had experienced trauma and that she needed to recover. The validation of her experience extended an invitation to her to begin her journey of healing. All over the world, people are now waking up to the true reality of their experiences within evangelicalism because they're hearing their own story inside of someone else's. They're sharing freely and openly and finding support that allows them to connect with their deep need for healing. The process is easier and faster for some and is longer and more difficult for others. But for every person on their own unique path towards recovery, there should be a moment where they know they can begin. Every person needs to finally feel the permission to call what happened to them by its true name, religious trauma. And this is like this is the score of the audiobook too, right? Is, is Mercy Me gonna sue me for this or sue you? Can you imagine? This? this is not what they wanted that song to be about, but I'm very glad that this that it works really well together. I can this only is, imagine what they wanted this song to be. This is the only that moment mm-hmm. is the only way in which like eleven year old me is proud of the person I've <laughs> like, I recognize that. Yeah. Ooh, that part's good. Let's see if we can get her back into the fold. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. That was a really beautiful passage. Yeah, it was very salient, I think, to a lot of yeah the conversations we try to have on the show and a lot of the people that come out of that mm-hmm. stuff. Although, so my question with, all, what, with that, what I was going to ask tonight, is do you think that trauma is a uniform experience for people? Do you know what I mean? In the sense of like people who go through that system, if the system is fundamentally broken, does everyone experience a version of trauma or is it possible to go through it at all without any? My brother actually asked me that question when I was working on the book. Um, Because we were talking about it right when I first started the research in like fall of 2017. And his question was something to the effect of, I think I'm okay, but am I actually not okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a few different factors and reasons why my brother's experience was completely different than mine inside of that world. Not just the fact that I'm a female, he's male, I'm much younger, he's older. He, uh, we have different biological fathers and mine was, is deeply committed to the Southern Baptist faith and his is like a staunch atheist. And so there's a few things, but the main thing is that my brother just never bought it. Just from the get-go, never bought it. He mm. went to church because he was required to, and then in his adolescence, he was playing with Dungeons and Dragons and got kicked out of the house. Oh my God, is he okay? Yeah, he's good now. Yeah, he's good. He's oh good. God. He had somewhere to go with his atheist <laughs> father. It worked out okay. Yeah. So like a lot of his, and also what I would say too is he's eight years older than me. My mother, 
the story, the story is kind of convoluted. Also, my mother's just a liar. So I don't really know what did or didn't happen. But um, I was raised in it from the moment I was born. But both of my siblings, it was introduced to them a little bit later. So during my formative years, when my subconscious was developing between zero and seven, it was my only worldview. Now, for both of my siblings at some point, and definitely for my brother being older, it wasn't there. And then it was. So from a standpoint of brain development, there is at least this um, almost like subconscious relationship towards it being an option that I didn't have. So there's all these factors as to why my brother's like, I don't have these physical symptoms that you describe. I don't really have like the psychological symptoms that you've experienced, but is it possible I just really suppressed it? And I was like, no, it could just be that you're fine. Mm -hmm. You could really be okay. I think the thing that I've heard from so many people that's been so freeing about recognizing that um, our experience was traumatizing and and, um, we have this kind of language to gather around is that I think for those of us who were like A plus youth group church camp kids who then left, the main dismissal we hear from people who are still inside of the evangelical world is that we must have never taken it seriously. We took it the most fucking seriously. My brother is the kind of person who didn't and he's fine. So we have this unresolved traumatic, like unresolved traumatizing impact, this unresolved trauma that's existing in us because we true we took it so seriously. We believed everything about ourselves and other people and God and have and, and the afterlife, life and death. We believed all of it so intensely because we were told to. And that's actually what caused such an intense trauma. But And then it's a, a, a further compounding painful experience when then you leave and people are like, well, since you left so easily, it wasn't fucking easy, but since you left so easily and you can just abandon the doctrine, it must have never meant anything to you in the first place. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that I think is so painful that I've heard from so many people that they've been able to recognize or kind of experience some, um, like their bodies can kind of relax into being seen when they've read my book or heard me talk about this because I'm like, no, we took it so seriously and that was why it hurt so badly when we left. So I do think it's possible to come out of that upbringing not traumatized, but I think um, everyone that I've spoken to that is experiencing religious trauma or a complex post-traumatic stress disorder after leaving that world are the ones who are like, this meant everything to me. And then it fell apart. And that's the situation I'm in now. Because when I was reading the book, I kind of had the same thing that your brother did where it's mm-hmm. like, wait, is it like so deeply layered and I'm so jacked mm-hmm. that I can't even get it? Cause I feel like I'm fairly in touch. There's some stuff, but like I'm fairly in touch with stuff that's going on inside of me. But reading, I was like, oh. And then it was a red flag when we were talking last night when you were like, you what still go to church. Oh, no, I didn't do that to you. <laughs> yes, you did. Didn't you? Oh, I did do that Yes, to you. you did. Come on. <laughs> I just didn't. I don't, it wasn't like I was shocked. Like, I was like, you're doing something wrong. I just didn't expect it. But yeah. then you described the church you go to and I was like, that sounds pretty tight. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Oh yeah. It's so witch friendly. Well, also because remember <laughs> when I told you in the car on the way over that, yeah. uh, one time a dude asked me out on a date and then like 20 minutes in, he was like, I want to hear your story. And then started proselytizing me and trying to like re-save me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying I like read that energy off of you <laughs> or anything like that. But when you're like, I still go to church, there was a, a Caroline, tra- is a pa- the door locked? A pastor. Is the door locked? <laughs> Let's begin. Pull out the Bibles. <laughs> uh, you've, got a, you've got a priest coming over to perform an exorcism mm-hmm. on the sex witch. Yes. <laughs> I, I totally get that. I've even just like slight tension of like, oh no, Ooh. are you going to yeah. be different to me now or yeah. something? But yeah. no, not this boy here. Tight. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> 
I don't know if I go limp that endorsement. far. He's, I'll oh. say that. He's <laughs> so, here. Well, then let's skip to the, you know, I think people can basically guess what happened. You were in it. You were all in. Admit everything to you. You led worship even. You I were did. musical within I it. We did. can talk about that in the pop culture section. And your yeah. particular strain of it was Baptist, right? Well, that was the first one. Oh, okay. I, I dipped into every possible option because they just like kept not working. But then they all, every other denomination or expression of it is like, well, of course that one doesn't work because ours is the right one. So um, I was raised Southern Baptist. Um, That's the church I was born into. Uh, But I left that in my adolescence to go to like the cool hip church from like all the kids in my Christian school went to, mm-hmm. which was just like a non-denominational church, um, which my dad was really worried about. Cause I, I mean, Southern Baptists are like, if you're not going to a Southern Baptist church, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Um, so that I was at a non-denominational church for a bit. I did. I, I had, I hung out with like reformed theology in that world for a little while. I even attended a Catholic church for a little bit. And then my dad was really worried about that. <laughs> and then ultimately I ended up in kind of um, a version of like, like charismatic Christianity. That's like international house of prayer, Bethel, like that stuff. And then my dad was really worried because mm. <laughs> they're the people that, you know, claim you can heal people's bodies and stuff and yeah, see gold dust falling from the sky. Yeah. So, yeah. So I ended up with them, moved to England to be a worship leader at a church there, which surprise was a cult. Wow. And I did. Oh, no. A cult how, though? <laughs> I mean, how would you describe a cult? I don't know. That's, That's so what I'm scary. asking. I'm done. Did you know right away? Did it take a little bit? Uh, my body knew right away. My oh, brain was like, like, this really is my family now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they pr- they really preyed upon the lack of like family support that I have as a person, and they knew that. So there was a moment, I think, a co- I mean, I'm six weeks in or something to me being there, um, where the female pastor in the church, there was like, a couple that was the head pastors and she, Oh, it's such a long word story, but she, I had this moment where I felt like so convicted about something and I was crying. I needed to be honest with her about it. Anyway, her way of communicating like the most love and care in that moment was, um, she was like, today I'm adopting you and introduced me, reintroduced me to her husband, the pastor of the church as their daughter, and then required me to call them mom and dad for the rest of the time I was living there. Um, there, it was like this, like 24 seven worship and prayer thing. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of really, uh, intense and violent militaristic language about how like, uh, Muslims are of the devil. Uh, they were just, I mean, everything they were doing was to pray to get Jesus to come back. And they had a theology that said, I mean, it's IHOP stuff. It's like Mike Bickle shit, which is super weird. Um, but like their theology tells them that Jesus is this sword carrying, Mm -hmm. uh, like militant essentially and that he's going to literally just murder everyone who doesn't follow him and we're like yes please let's Yay. make that happen as quickly as possible um yeah. yeah it was super creepy there was just so much i mean and there was like kind of the classic stuff of like sleep deprivation to make you more susceptible mm-hmm. that's classic be, stuff it's classic cult stuff oh yeah so so this like um intense like uh, connection and homogeneity of belief and communal living and separating and you family from stuff, any outside you. contact. Oh yes. Yeah. So it's intensely. not just the bachelor <laughs> as well. Sleep deprivation. It was, yeah, yeah. Not, not that the bachelor is a cult. Contact. I mean, it was no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, like what like 16 women vying for the attention of one man like mm. yeah that's a cult that's um, a team alia what's her name alia alia <laughs> i've just yeah. read it i haven't watched it at all i have um, i don't know i'm, I'm tuned exactly. out that's awful mm. yeah so i mean luckily um i was there for you can be in the uk without a visa for six months and that's it so I came back to the States with the full intention of them helping me apply for a visa to go back because by the, by the oh, end but of the time you're months, bought in, yeah, you're by the like, end of those six months, I was all in. I was yeah. like, this is my family. You're my mom and dad. They were like trying to figure out, <laughs> trying to figure out who the best person would be for me to marry. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like all wow. the other interns that I was, they've all married each other now. Wow. It's hmm. a lot. It's a lot yeah. going on. Um, so luckily they just were, they ran out of money and they couldn't. I mean, they didn't run out of, they have a lot of money, but they, uh, what they told me was that they didn't have the money to help me apply for the visa to bring me back. Okay. Um, which devastated me because they, when they wrote me that email, they essentially just said, well, because this is what's happening, this must be what God had planned all along. So you need to figure out how to be obedient. So I couldn't emote about that. And also I had left half of everything I owned in my closet there. Oh like I God. truly thought I was just flying back to the States for like two months to do the visa process right and like see so and wow, right back. Mm-hmm. I didn't like even say goodbye. Potato. Yeah, they did. I didn't even say Whoa. goodbye to anybody when I left. Cause I was like, this is my family. I'm coming home soon. That's a weird cult. Letting though. it matter you to you me. You want to keep a lot of people. Maybe when money was at stake, they were like, eh, not worth it. Yeah. I don't, I really think that they are the kind of people who are so, focused on their vision of what they're trying to do that I think the most painful thing was learning that I was disposable to them. Truly. Yeah. Because well, after being a daughter and being it. part of that's the family why. and like you were isolated in this new country mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was really painful and I buried my emotions because I had to, cause I just went back to church and <clears throat> started leading worship again. And I had all these um, psychological and somatic symptoms coming up um, that now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's what PTSD is. Mm. That's how PTSD expresses itself in your body with like panic attacks and digestive issues and just every all these different things. So after I think I'd been back in the States for eight or nine months when the panic attacks had become so intense that I would like dr- my church was uh, like an hour and a half round trip is 45 minutes away from where I lived um, in Tennessee. And I would drive to church and feel kind of mildly anxious, like just kind of, you know, a steady hum of anxiety. And by the time I'd walk in and I'd walk in the door and try and be in the main room for worship, I would start having a panic attack so intense that I couldn't, I started to not be able to see and I couldn't stand and I was having a hard time breathing, especially when anyone said the name Jesus, like very specifically, they said, Jesus, I would get super panicked and I mean, it's a charismatic church, so it's like Jesus all over the place all the time. So, but what would happen is I would, um, to calm myself down and be like, let me go get some fresh air. So I'd walk outside and the moment I was outside, the panic attack would go away. So after a few weeks of wasting an hour and a half of my time driving to church and driving back, I was just like, okay, I can't keep doing it. Clearly something's going on. I need to figure out what it is. And that was the first time in my life I ever gave myself permission to stop going to church. So then about four or five months after that, really scary too. it was scary and also like scary in my brain, but my body was so relieved. Mm. Like everything that my body knew about that, not being a place, not being the place for me. And my body knew that from, I mean, my whole life. I remember sitting in my pastor's office when I was seven years old and, you know, saying the sinner's prayer, um, because all I'd wanted to know was why all my friends were going swimming in our 
church's tiny pool. I just, I was like, why are, <laughs> what's going on? And I guess my Sunday school teacher was like, she wants to be saved. And it's so time. like ushered me into my pastor's office. And this is something that didn't end up staying in my book, but originally I had written this forward. Um, like the, the introduction of the book was just this um, kind of first person narrative of what it felt like when I was seven, which my, something I've processed through with my therapist is actually the first moment I consciously remember ever betraying my body was when I accepted Jesus because I didn't want to. But I looked at that situation I was in and I looked at my parents and I brought my parents into the room because they're like, it's time for my parents and my pastor. And I was just negotiating my own belonging. And I knew I had observed with my older brother who he didn't believe and so he got kicked out of the house like he didn't obey house yeah yeah so and at super severe at that point no he might have been too young but it was it caused a conflict in my family yeah i guess maybe he might have been because if i was seven he was 15 so i mean he left the house around 16 something i thought i'll have to ask him and check but i remember that experience of knowing that the ethic in my family was if you don't believe this you're in danger of not being able to be part of this family anymore. That's not entirely true, but I was seven. So that's what I was gathering. And then I didn't want to disappoint my pastor. I didn't want to disappoint my, you know, the other leaders in the room. And everyone in my Sunday school class saw me get up and they, I took, I walked the same walk they walked. So if I didn't walk down the aisle and get baptized the next week, they would know I wasn't one of them anymore. So I'm negotiating all of this in my head and even though everything in my body is like, I don't want this, especially when they were asking a seven-year-old whether or not she believed in the doctrine of hell. And I was like, oh, yeah, God, the yeah. God that I, these cute stories about this God that like feeds children and loves children and takes care of people. Mm-hmm. You're telling me this is an aspect of his personality. I don't agree with you, but I couldn't you say that out loud. It. I just yeah. had to say yes. So I... From that point, I mean, yeah, I'd never had the permission to internal permission to stop going to church. So panic attacks made me stop. Somatic information gave me the permission to stop going to church. And it was a pretty rapid deconstruction after that point. I was I knew I was never going back about four months into that, but I didn't start talking about it for like another six months. with Jamie, that is so intense to go from (coughs) fully bought in on a on a, like an intense like revelation mm-hmm. dispensation mm-hmm. whatever cult to church and then being like I'm done I'm done <laughs> you know? I mean yeah. like yeah that must have you you must have felt so relieved like like what you're saying like your body must have been so overwhelmingly feeling good yes. that like I don't know how else you make that 180 that quickly yeah I look back on it like 2015 was such an intense year and yeah. I I've, I look at a lot of what I wrote that year I was going through it. But the only thing I knew is that I couldn't go back to feeling the way I'd felt. Because yeah. even those first couple months in England, like before Lois was like, we're adopting you. Mm-hmm. The internal psychological and physiological experience I was having in England, I felt so unsafe the whole time I was there. Yeah. But I, that, I can tell you that now, that right. that's what was going on. Because when I look back on the fact that I wasn't sleeping and I was constantly like I had so much discomfort being a part of a group like I found I started going to this gym across the street because I like needed a place that was all my own because I just couldn't be in the prayer room all the time. I asked if I could take a train to Edinburgh and they were like, well, we'll know we'll know that you're not really committed to them. So they never told me no. It's that it's that creepy cult like, oh, you're not really committed. Well, that's information for us to know. But while also saying you have the freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the way I tried to pitch it to them was like, I just need to feel like myself. And I need to go on like a solo adventure or just be alone to feel like myself. Mm. And now I look back at that and I'm like, my body was screaming like at me. It's trying. like, get me yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it it does seem abrupt. And it was confusing for a lot of people that had known me as star Christian student, worship leader my whole life because I was trying so hard. The way I described it to someone who during this period of time that I'd gone to church with, reached out on Instagram and was like, we had gone to a ministry school together. She'd seen me lead worship. Mm -hmm. And so she was communicating how broken her heart was about my journey. And she said something to me. I don't remember what it was, but my response to her was what you thought was dedication and devotion was desperation. It wasn't working. And I was so desperate to feel the thing that I was promised for 20 years, I was finally going to feel what you thought you were seeing or what it looked like to you was that I was feeling it. And I was so full of feeling it that I was just expressing from the place of feeling it and knowing it. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. It never showed up. Mm -hmm. This, this way that everybody told me I was going to feel in having this relationship with the Lord and following all these rules and doing all these things and disassociating from my body. Like, no, that was that was absolutely desperation. That was a, a cry for help at every moment, and the help wasn't coming through. I totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people feel that, or just the um, even like still believing, but still feeling like I'm a little bit of a fraud, you know, mm. and like maybe I'm not quite feeling this the way I'm supposed to, or that kind of thing, mm. and like, but if I just plead harder, maybe that's that's the ticket to, right. to getting there because right. that seems to be what those people are doing. And yeah, and yeah, it's, and it's, it's really hard. Or if I just lose myself, if there, if I just, if there's less of Jamie and more of Jesus, yeah, cause that's the only blockage work. you have control over. Yeah. It feels like right? yeah. it's self-esteem essentially. It's just your own yeah. being. Well, you know, like yeah. That's the thing. I mean, yes. the, the, the subtle direction is don't develop self-esteem, uh -huh. which is, no, God so, esteem yeah, state. that's it. That's yeah. what I was told. I found a Your paper from my Christ. Christian school mm -hmm. that like I was going through boxes of stuff of my upbringing and notes I wrote in journals and stuff like that from uh, all like young childhood years all through adolescence and my early 20s when I was writing my thesis. Um, and I ended up finding I was like, did I just make that up that it was like, you need to have God esteem, not self esteem. And I found the paper, the notes from it was either my school or youth group. Oh, that's what you wrote. Where no, I didn't write it. It was a worksheet. Oh, yeah. It, di it <laughs> like directed right there. <laughs> us to not have self esteem, and it had all these verses on why the self is bad and you can't trust yourself, and so mm. you need to just trust the Lord. And so it was like culture tells you self esteem is important. Right, cultures. I remember hearing a lot of devil. that of like self-esteem yeah. and like all that stuff was bullshit yeah. and was just like self. But if I were to tell my dad now, like you understand the religion you raised me and told me I wasn't allowed to have self-esteem, he'd be like, oh, that's, that didn't happen. Yeah. That's not what they meant. No, You're supposed to trust true. in Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It is such a funny straw man to... <laughs> Yeah. against like you shouldn't feel good about you shouldn't feel good you shouldn't feel anything about yourself anything about yourself at yeah, all except basically. that you are dirty and bad and just constantly and that repent. you're his that's it that's I'm it dirty and i'm bad but i'm, I'm his dirty. i like that that was me as a 12 year old boy in texas <laughs> dr funky logging on <laughs> to write something good and i couldn't help but wonder <laughs> live journal am i dirty and bad but also but, his also his <laughs> it was on my zanga for sure oh sure. bazanga oh. yeah i mean that's how i, I process so it. many of my i'm not a good enough girl feelings on my zanga totally yeah. 
Can you, f- is, does the Zanga exist anymore? Listen, I have tried to find the archives. It is gone. Mm. I'm so really? upset. Uh. I'm so upset. Very my MySpace sad. notes are gone. My Zanga's gone. My Did old you post notes on MySpace? Yes, you can. I didn't recall I this. constantly was posting about how I was a bad person and therefore a mm. good Christian. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and dig some up. Maybe oh, I'll please. Maybe I'll share them with you. Yeah. yeah maybe, we'll the, maybe there's them. some avenue of the internet I haven't gone down <laughs> yet. I'll, I'll, I'll try on the dark web. Let me see. I know. Well, it was or the Wayback Machine. Or what's that, it called? The that's Internet what I Archive? said last night for finding your old tweets. But the we Internet Archive would be Well, there yet. no, because my Twitter is deactivated. I, know, I told I you. You won't find it. Mm-hmm. I'll reactivate it. Re- re- Should we do a second service where we read each other's old tweets? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You've done that yes. on this show. Do it. I know. <laughs> and it stinks. I know. I don't like it. It rocks. Or it's like, <laughs> no, but yours are the same. Mine are like, I love my sweet life, doing life with my sweet doing friends or whatever. With- and yours are like, my butt's funky today or whatever the hell. You are consistent, if nothing you are else, consistent. online. That's for true. sure. Did you still believe in God when you stopped going to church? Were you like, I'm still a Christian for me, but I just don't No, in this. I was, was like, like, this is all I've been the cord. to my whole life. Wow. Yeah, it was mm. like everything. I had to just throw it all out. Yeah. Because if there was even... Well, I remember that day, though, when I realized... Okay, so... <laughs> I love it. She's eating. Michael Jackson gif. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I was about to go. I was like, let me tell you a little story. And she grabbed the popcorn right at the perfect moment. Oh, it's so good. I'm ready. Um, She's ready. So growing up in, I'm about to make it real somber. Okay. Um, Video off. No. <laughs> growing up in a, in a home where I was being abused by a parent. Um, and I was bullied in school. I, my old therapist asked me once, he was like, who did you have when you were younger? And I was like, nobody. He was like, that's what I thought. So because I actually had nobody, I had God and I only had God. So my whole life, um, I felt, I mean, I'm sure we all did this. Like when we prayed and we talked to God, but I mean, I would go to sleep with my Bible clutched to my chest mm-hmm. at night because it's the closest I could get to Jesus. Cause I wanted Jesus to be a real person and just hold me while I cried. Yeah. Like that was my entire childhood. So um, because of that, my construct for God, my idea of God was my only companion. And I go into this in the book where I'm like, I only had that God. So I let that God and air quotes that God, which is basically bad theology, do a lot of really shitty things to me inside my brain and my body. But of course I did. I had to negotiate my own survival and my belonging. So I'm going through my beginning phases of my deconstruction. My heart is broken by this this cult community and I'm, my body's freaking out and I'm slightly devastated by my my church in Nashville because I stopped going because I need to take care of myself and nobody asked where I was. Like I was just removed from the email list of being of, of like the worship team. Like no. No, it sucked. And I was driving in my car one day and I was just verbally processing out loud. And my whole life I'd been used to doing that verbal verbal processing and like talking to God. Um, and it hit me while I was driving that not only because I was like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm working with this new paradigm of like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in any of this because I've had to throw this all out. And then it, that that hurt. That was like slightly painful. But then I had an image of my like nine year old self clutching her Bible, crying in bed, talking to God and feeling less alone. And I had to 
come to terms with the fact that she wasn't actually talking to anybody either. Mm. And I started heaving sobs so intensely I had to pull my car over. So I was like, oh, it's never been there. I was alone the whole time. And that was definitely the worst moment of the whole experience of deconstruction, you know, leaving all this and figuring out what I believed now. So I so intensely threw any idea of God or any idea of there being someone divine out the window that it caused like that amount of devastation. From this vantage point, I'm so glad I did that because there was a lot of grief I needed to process. And that was, I mean, it came out in that car cry. Um, And I'm also glad I did that because I really needed to lose God and then find out I could still survive. Mm -hmm. Like I needed to come to terms with that, cry that out, feel that devastation, walk through the world in the aftermath of that devastation for the next few days, weeks, feel that pain, and then realize my heart's still beating. I'm still breathing. I'm still here. The sun's still coming up. My friends still hug me. I'm still eating food. Like I'm still alive because I definitely, I didn't know this, but because the idea of God was my survival place in in childhood, um, I mean, it was the thing I thought I couldn't survive without. So when that God left and I was like, what the fuck now? Um, There's a lot. I mean, it definitely wasn't a, a clean or easy process there was a lot of I felt really overwhelmed by the options in front of me of like Mm -hmm. what could I believe but I just really mostly I just like was like I don't want to believe in anything right now and what that felt most honest it felt most honest for me to not believe in anything at all um it actually kind of felt like a relief um that I didn't have to and I don't know timeline wise I think I just needed to be really angry and I just needed to be super shut down for a long time. And I just and then that led me into needing to get really curious and process through what my body was saying and what happened. And that that's how we have the book and everything now. But as I started to work through that and as I felt myself work through the grief and I didn't need to make um, evangelicalism or evangelical God or that construct my enemy anymore. I didn't need to be so actively against it because I was healing. That is actually the thing that allowed me to be like, oh, what could there be out there? What mm-hmm. do I think about energy? What do I think about people who say that they have a connection with the universe? What do I think about all those prophetic words that I gave that actually like resonated with people and ones that I received that resonated with me? And are we all just pulling stuff down from the collective consciousness? And that led me into remembering or allowed me to remember I'd had this curiosity in witchcraft my entire life that I just had to like keep over here and pretend like I wasn't looking at it because I just I so wanted to know about it. Um, And so I didn't have any rules telling me I couldn't learn about it anymore. And I didn't have the pain saying you're not allowed to believe in anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of perfect timing for me to just start to get curious about what what is witchcraft actually? What do witches believe? And um, again, it's 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 decentralized. So you could have like a panel of witches and we would all describe our relationship to that practice in I've a totally different way. I've dreamed of having a panel Let's get of a pan- witches As soon as I years. said it, I was like, can bragging you about imagine? his panel of witches. It would be beautiful. You just, you wait, Caroline, I'm going to put together a panel <laughs> a of witches. Your binder. Your binder. Yeah. Binder's witches. full of witches. <laughs> full of witches. I'm glad you said it. I was just. You were thinking that too. Yeah. Witch Romney. Like, a really old yeah, reference. Witch. Did you say witch Romney? I don't think so. <laughs> no. You Mormonism, witchery. Witch I mean, they're all just stories. Sure. Mm -hmm. so what what's the most helpful thing about that story for you good question um being able to connect with um the earth as a living being and the earth as a source of wisdom and the earth as as a um mm, 
not I don't want to say tool that sounds too kind of objectified and mechanized but the earth as a a space where spiritual practice yeah Yeah. a resource for spiritual practice um I've done a lot of writing and and a lot of thinking about the fact that the place that I felt safest in my childhood was in nature and particularly up in trees and how um, that was God to me before uh, I was required to make God into this like weird white male construct in the sky and it felt really it's you it's you <laughs> god looks like you i don't think Hello. god's a ginger it's fine i mean maybe Who knows? too devilish maybe he wants a big old beard right <laughs> big old beard what'd you say maybe he once was he, before he got old ginger? <laughs> he died no he's just, his hair grew out oh i see yeah <laughs> yeah just a little salt and pepper yeah, it's fine <laughs> he's lived for a while I, I never looked more satanic though when i did have a beard you saw the pictures they're, I don't know. They're devastating. Mm, well, then you never will. Yeah, uh, I I want that. You had some hair. <laughs> you know what? We all had hair. There. We all had a lot of things. bad hair situations. In I don't the past, know what our most you're evolved talking selves. about. I've never. Right here. I called that bangs. It oh. wasn't. Listen, <laughs> she bangs. The only way I could handle my own hair because it's so thick in like sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, I just would gather it all, just slick it back into yeah. a ponytail. <laughs> and like I was, I, so I have OCD in various different manifestations mm-hmm. and that also did not play well with religious scrupulosity. It was really intense. But so I, if there, I, I had to have it like cemented That's down my look. hair. Just oh. cement. It was a look. That's a look. It was a look. It's a big yeah, move. Not a I single was hair out of place. just the other day and, uh, when I played rec soccer and like, you know, third to sixth grade or whatever, yes. there were girls who got that perfect ponytail that you're describing and it I, it blew my mind yeah i was like because i don't know was, how you did that you had to have yeah. an adult help you well and mine I'm, was crunchy how? like they got yeah, it, no, they, it was, their it hair just gelled. did it and yeah. mine was gel yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just it crunched Ooh. it was not a sight. guess who had bleached tips as a 12 year old yeah, you boy did, did you have that yeah. did you have red hair, hair? What Wait, color what did that? it even yeah, turn? <laughs> this is a, I feel like this is the most interesting thing I've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait, hold up. Now this is the show. This is it. <laughs> now we have something. Screw all this stuff over here. Wait, what, what's, the, what's the So what's it was like red at the bottom and then you had was Party it like on top. white bleached tips? It was white bleach. It was a group of us boys wow. who did a little bleach on a semi-mission okay. trip to Los How Angeles, California. Oh, it wasn't much longer than it is now. Okay, do you remember early 2000s boys would like comb it forward and it would slightly go yes. up and it was super gelled with the bleach tips? Well. Is that what yep. it was? Uh, I knew it. No, at the, at the time it was different, but then not shortly after that, not long after that. The boy I, had a crush on in sixth grade. That was his hair. Dylan. Amazing. D- Dil- I caught Shouts out to Dylan. Below. Shout out Dylan. There's a lot of Dylan to listen. Dylan? Maybe he's amongst them. Uh, doubtful. Okay. No, I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have a lot of listeners from my Christian high school growing up. Uh, I mean, listen, people boomerang back in our lives in surprising and shocking yeah, ways. You never know. People mm. change. Hairstyles change, people obviously. People change. Hairstyles change. What is sex magic? Uh, so, uh, sex magic. Wait, did you bring your equipment? <laughs> I didn't bring my vibrator. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. Or any of my crystals, but yes. I have my hand. Is that too far? Works for me. No. <laughs> I mean, listen, I these are tools. Hands. They, are, they are tools. For our tools. <laughs> they're, to- they're tools for our tools. Yes. Oh. Oh While listening God. to tool. <laughs> is that a band? That, yes, it is. <laughs> is that, is that I mean, I a just throw band. a rock at a word and she that's said. a band. <laughs> Flogging Molly. Is that oh. a band? That sounds like a sex act. <laughs> Flogging, yeah, Flogging really. Molly, or like a I mean, drug slash sex. It act. sounds like a drug. Yeah. yeah. 
So how does it all work? How does it all work? Um, it's really not that fascinating or weird or complicated. Um, so witchcraft um, and the practice of witchcraft is really just um, creating ritual and ceremony and intention around um merging your raising your energy merging your energy with your intention and your action and that leading to what you want to manifest in the world so mm. it's really kind of um creating ceremony or and there's other things too like it definitely um i for me i practice a lot of nature-based and earth-based spirituality at this point and so um keeping track of like doing ceremony on uh certain phases of the moon or certain pagan holidays um kind of helps me connect with the earth and mm. there's certain spell work you can do on certain pagan holidays and certain moon cycles, which just, I don't know. It just, it, I feel so much more connected to the earth and then therefore also other human beings and Mm -hmm. animals and nature. Um, but any sort of magical practice or spell work, um, in any way is really just as simple as energy plus intention Mm -hmm. plus action equals manifestation. Tragedy. Oh, tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, masturbation. No. So, so really sex magic is just, it's a way to raise. So if you think about that, that really simple mathematical equation there, um, anything in your spell work that raises your energy or like increases your energy. Um, that's great to do during spell work. And, uh, in sex magic, you can just use the energy of arousal and your sexual energy and your creative energy in a sexual experience, um, as your primary tool Mm. for your magical practice. And for me, I really love it because, when I look back on my life, um, my body was so deeply harmed and, uh, so much of the way in which I had to exist and survive. And so many of us did had to exist and survive inside of evangelicalism was to pretend like our bodies didn't exist or to like dissociate from our bodies. Um, and then also if you combine that with the fact that I was born female and socialized as female inside of a patriarchal, uh, society, um, there's a lot of ways in which I was told my body doesn't belong to me. And so using actually being with my body and using the energy and sexual energy created in and with my body for my magical practice and my spell work feels like really deep reclamation work. Mm. It also reminds me that sex isn't just a partnered, heteronormative partnered act where a penis goes in a fucking vagina. Like that's not only what sex is and so using uh being able to open up like expand this idea of sex can mean all of these different things it doesn't have to be transactional it doesn't have to be with a partner it certainly doesn't have to be with someone of the opposite gender for it to be acceptable or okay it can be an autonomous thing and and really it can be something that pleasure is centered without trying to arrive at a goal so my relationship to sex and sexuality has definitely expanded and grown and changed because of beginning to practice sex magic um but it's really just in i mean if you want to just call it intentional masturbation <laughs> you can just call it that too i was gonna say that uh, the way you describe magic could be like pretty secular too if you wanted it to be i imagine like the words you're saying don't sound like out of place and just like a magazine about i don't know dieting or something like that too you know like they're well and not that i would put it towards dieting but just any of those kind of things those words about manifesting yeah it's super it's so it's so normal (laughs) like people we're doing stuff like this all of the time and so but it is important to me to call myself a witch and to own that title and that identity because there is a long lineage of i mean hundreds thousands of years of people um uh my ancestries i'm like 97 percent celtic and so I, without question, have pagan 
like Celtic pagan ancestors. So I also, it's not lost on me that uh, my deconstruction happened right after I went to England, like the land of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like something like woke up and they were like, we can't let you stay in this thing. We need mm-hmm. to get you out of this because technically Christendom, like Christianity married with empire, colonized my pagan ancestors. And so I think they were just too mad to let me hang out (laughs) in that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for you, I'm sure it also feels like um, a nice way to reclaim family, too. Like it's it's like a lineage you can literally take and be a part of. And those are people that took care of me then in a way now and come through that that too. Yeah. Yeah. I have felt led to start. So when I like cast a circle for my spell work and, um, you know, you kind of call in, you call in the corners. So you call in like different elements. And then, um, if you want to, you can call in the sky, if you want to say like father time, you know, mother earth, that kind of thing. Um, but a lot of people tend to call in their ancestors. And Mm. at the beginning of my relationship to my spell work and my witchcraft, I wouldn't because I felt such a disconnect from my immediate family. Um, but actually since this summer, I have felt like, uh, this kind of internal call to begin to start connecting more with my ancestors so mm. i like that you said that that's yeah, lovely. interesting that's really cool i like a framework too where it's like the thing that is the most resonant with you that you feel no compunction to evangelize in that sense to other people unless yeah. it resonates with them yeah no which which well, like i quoted this on a podcast the other day so sorry if i'm like reusing material Please. Overlap Please. Uh, okay. sorry. <laughs> um, just but- call us the regurgitus why don't you <laughs> Just a regurgitation. I hate just, okay. that word you just <laughs> regurgitus. No, I got to Hashtag it. Get oh it trending. No. I'm going to leave. That's but, disgusting. Me no, too. Um, <laughs> me too. It's no, your no. home. No, don't hashtag that. Um, so, <laughs> oh my God. What? <laughs> um, okay, so Pam Grossman, she's a witch. She wrote a book called Waking the Witch. It's very, very good. Um, she tweeted something in, in reference to someone being critical about witchcraft or questioning the legitimacy of it. And she's like, we're not recruiting. Like, we don't we don't care. Like, mm-hmm. witches really, like, we're not invested in whether or not y- it works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, But we also, because of that, we're not going to be all that swayed by you thinking what we're doing is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's not we don't need you to come do this with us. Like I don't need to preach this gospel at you. So yeah. whatever works for you works for you. We're all just telling stories about what we think is going on here. Um, and I think if we let people find the story that works best for them and we find the story that works best for us and we don't make it into this fundamentalist authoritarian, we have to have the same story and that's fine. Yeah. And that's kind of what you were speaking to in that mm-hmm. excerpt of the book. Yeah. About hearing people, because maybe right now you're giving someone a vocabulary they didn't have before. Yeah. In terms of like, whether it's body forward thinking or mm-hmm. resonating with a different kind of framework that works for them. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. What a fun time. Yeah. What a fun time. And when it's not exclusive, like you can't feel threatened. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I prefer religions now that are not exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in a and club. Thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems to be where tr- trouble starts. Well. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most aggressive I've ever seen. Christian. Like, oh, he's gonna preach at me. <clears throat> Here we go. Capital C, <laughs> capital H. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. You, you were the shimmy. You were steeped. The shimmy that you just did. I don't know what no you're talking about. No one else will be able to. This see. is a joke. People on podcasts do. They describe things that didn't actually happen. She's Jamie's doing the same thing. She's doing the bit. It didn't she's actually. Doing the bit she's right doing now. it. Uh, who were your faves growing up? You you listened to it all. You knew it all. I did, and the thing is, is that I knew that who my faves were. You probably already done most of them in your sure. oh, 117 other episodes, but it's fine. That's why I went for. Mercy me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> truly they were my favorite. And the main reason Great. they were my favorite is because they were our church camp band. No way. And our tiny little church camp in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Wow. For years before they like hit it big. So once they started hitting it big mm-hmm. i felt so proud and i had so cool. all of their old cd that you can't get them on spot they're not on spot <gasps> i know i was looking through the wikipedia i was like where are all these b-sides it's a I treasure trove i know i have them all <laughs> I, I can't believe they didn't put that in the, the movie CDs. about him toiling away in a missouri Listen, summer there's camp there's a lot that was not wow. in that movie erasure i got drunk <laughs> and live tweeted my watch through of that movie it was entertaining although you can't find it now because i deactivated my twitter i know there's really no way for me to check it's like when mitski found me on twitter and she deleted her account <laughs> <laughs> i told you that she really she, did she, she really did such follow a bad decision followed me on twitter mitski for real i don't know if me. i believe you i you can't prove it i swear you to whatever i need to swear no, to that this I'm, is I'm, true. no i'm happy for you i think that's I'm cool happy for you i think that you'd also be like and she probably muted me she did it as a joke <laughs> she, she did it because she actually hates me. She, she found me as a bit to make her friends laugh. Bit. What if I followed him? <laughs> <laughs> You're making yourself sound more important all by saying that she ball. followed you as a joke <laughs> to show off to her know friends. enough about you to know that <laughs> oh, you're a joke. Kevin Porter. If people check who I'm following, it'll be hilarious. Oh my god, him. it'll bother Kevin so much. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, okay, mercy so me. Yeah, them and wow. then all the all the all the standards. Who did you who did you see live? growing up oh i went to all like the winter jams mm-hmm. and stuff um oh plus one do you remember the the christian boy bands <gasps> i love plus one talking about sex one. Magic. Like okay. God. Listen, yes that was definitely fueling it mm-hmm. i was i was awake down yeah. there but i want you to know that long in my heart oh my god i would take the last flight out I listened to that song yeah. so much after well, we one, did that episode. That one <laughs> kind of really? broke into the mainstream yeah, a bit. I don't There's know why. There it is. 
Listen, I sang to so many of those wordless instrumental tapes that you would buy at the Christian bookstore to play on your Sunday mornings. Like whenever I was like, booked is not the right word, but when it was my turn to sing in the Sunday morning services, it was like going to a candy shop, just walking to the back with the instrumentals, with the recorded ones to pick who I wanted to cover that Sunday. Did you ever do like any Christmas music or anything? Do you, have you already? (laughs) I knew it. My face. Is that you? That's me. (laughs) I knew it the moment. Oh boy. That's Jamie. No. Yeah. That's Jojo. No, it's not. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's Jamie. Jamie. Wait, give me this. I can harmonize with myself. (laughs) Lift your bangs up. (laughs) Caroline's doing the Winnie the Pooh meme. So I can hide from my YouTube video fame. She still got it. She has the range. Are you ready? Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh. Reach it's like a Reggie Watts Can't concert. How different you look. <laughs> I, I feel crazy. <laughs> oh, sweet My dad Jamie. is uncomfortably proud sweet of that Jamie. video. And like how many comments. For the you next like proud. two or three years after him posting that, he would just call me to say, you got just got this comment Aww. on that video. This person from this country said this really blessed them. That's really sweet. Yeah. Well, 12 years ago, <laughs> Deliah wrote Beautiful Voice along with your with a good heart. Your how voice will be sweet in the ears Aww. of our Lord. GB, which I think it means God, God bless. bless. God bless. That's God bless. <laughs> GB. GB, that's cool. Thanks. GWB. Thanks, Thanks my good girl. That, yeah, that's <laughs> so George Fish signs off. <laughs> All right, gotta go, GB. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I was I had a great. brief period of time where that oh God, I knew it. The moment you looked at me and you said, "Oh, any Christmas music?" It was a flawless Saturday. That video has <laughs> been in my closet for a bit. And Apparently not. It's been online it. for. Freaking no, my person. Everybody years. knows know. about it, yeah. Jamie. It's not Googleable at this point. Oh well, I mean it is, but it's like fifth page search. It's got results. six figures. I worked views, hard. Queen. It's at one hundred eighteen thousand. I worked hard to make sure that that bury was a deep cut. Okay. I've done so much else at this point. So much. More. I wrote a book just to bury that video. <laughs> I love the idea of you also just doing other YouTube videos to <laughs> anything just to bury it. One commenter <laughs> named Muppet TV wrote the best version on the internet by a long way. Way. <laughs> Kevin, stop reading There's your tweets no on the show. <laughs> Muppet TV. These are my fans, I wish. Caroline. I wish. These are my fans. Leave them no alone. No shade. I just want him to be honest. <laughs> Wait, hold re- on. Did you say 118,000? Because yeah. this is episode 118. Oh I'm just saying. Oh my God. She has a witch. Um, play the video again. No, keep going. <laughs> keep, keep reading my admirers' comments towards Wait, me. The, Rita wrote, love this song. We are dancing to it on Christmas Eve, which I don't know how you how dance you to imagine? this way. There's a family you dancing to this. That's so cool. Superflyboy ZZ699 wrote, I saw passion in her face. That doesn't oh, sound Maybe you did see it. Ha ha. <laughs> there was no, my look, my face is dead in that video. I don't know what he thought he was seeing. There, oh, these are, these are great. Lee writes, my last name is Finch too. <laughs> T.O. Whoa. <laughs> what? Oh, that's Ooh. cool. 
That person just really wanted a friend. <laughs> Good voice, saying. but I can't stand the arrangement. This song should be sh- sung with a full choir and a church organ. Well, Not I a- didn't have either of those things laying wow. around. Not a diva backed by synths. <gasps> did it say diva? Yes, it oh, did. Thank Savage. you so much. <laughs> no, that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah, who would? not If someone called you a diva, you would like dine out on that compliment for three weeks. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, in a singing context, yeah. <laughs> for just sure. in general. I love it. <laughs> Okay. Well, that other lady thought I had a good heart, so you know what? And someone else was dancing to it. Someone else was dancing. You blessed. I provided the soundtrack for a <laughs> loving family on Christmas morning. You're welcome. That's so cool. I love it. Okay, so why this album? Why Spoken For more than any other? Because you said, Kevin, we have to do this. And I said, why? And you said, you'll see. You'll see. A few <laughs> reasons. Because the obvious one would be to go for the album before because they're big hits on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we can talk Not about that. Not going to do that. We'll, we will talk. It's the elephant in the room. We'll talk about it. We'll, <laughs> we will. Um, second reason is the ones that I actually loved aren't available on the internet. That's uh, And I hate to yeah. be that person, but I'm serious about this. Do you like, have them, though? Yes, I do. I have the CDs at my dad's house. Oh. We should have recorded there. Yeah, we should have go. gone there. That was stupid of us. You know the big old book of CDs that used to keep under the seat oh, in yeah, your yeah. car? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've it's got in there. so many. And like Audio Adrenaline, Rachel yeah. Lampa, all of them. I've got Ooh. them all. Um, I like Lampa. Lampa's listened Lampa. to this show. Oh, She's hey. a listener. Hey, Rachel. Arika was a listener at one oh. point. And I think she got burnt out. Love Arika. <laughs> Stacy. I like the idea of people listening. Then they're like, mm, I'm good. It's yeah. too much for me. All right. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't I'm know good. if I had been in their position sure. and like a pop star in Christian culture, I'd probably be pretty burned out on Christian culture. So even commentary on it, I'd be like, I'm done. But wouldn't you want two good. hilarious, sexy millennials? What? Deconstructing it? Do you want <laughs> my never heard actual it quite answer like this? A little hot, your hot take. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking so, of the elephant in the room, uh, uh, I'm going to show a gallery of the band Mercy Me oh. with Vice President Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like recently? Yeah, probably. Like 20, they were at, they performed at a prayer breakfast in 2017 they at did. the White House. They did and, do that. And they, some, I think, also dark went, forces in that yeah. prayer breakfast. They were room. at that music act thing that the president did last year, along with like Kid Rock and stuff. Where it's just like, oh, so they've been doing, they've been like, be a conservative band. Oh, you remember how the film yeah. ended, right? It cut uh, to actual footage of them oh at the my White God. House. Yes, yes it did. that's right. Yeah. Yes, it did with that's, George Bush, right? No, or with no, Trump. It was with this Pinsy. one. It was the yeah. yeah. It was the 2017 visit. Yeah, Nasty. I loved watching that movie. That we had such a great. Ties into why it also why, why it's that album that uh-huh. I picked because I truthfully did not listen to any of their albums after that one. Mm-hmm. So that's the ah, third reason. The fourth the reason is that one that <laughs> album really did mean like so much to me when I was a kid. But when I was listening back through it to prepare for this intellectual endeavor, hey, um, I feel patronized right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re- I had this moment where I was like, oh. I loved this album so much because there's so many references to like, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but I realized a lot of it was because I had a lot of pain that I didn't know. I know. I'm like, there's no way to make this a happy reason. Like I so badly wanted, this is so dark. I was like, 14 I think when the album came out 13 14 something like that what mm-hmm. year was it this is 2002 2002 yeah yes so I was 14 and I was in a new school this was the year that my mother had me 
live with her alone. A lot happened. And that's when the abuse intensified. And I was also not allowed to see anyone else in my family. And she put me in a whole new school and I wasn't allowed to go to church with all my old friends. And there was a lot going on. So the, the lyrics that were like, um, talking about being a child of the Lord, or there's a phrase in one of them that says to hear you say this one's mine. Like I was like, I, it was, again, mm-hmm. it's what I was talking about earlier. I needed like that. I needed that. I needed yeah. to belong to God. And so at this point when I hear that and I'm like, Oh, it meant so much to me. I'm like, I needed a social worker. (laughs) I didn't need this album. I needed someone to notice what was going on. Well, Bart Miller does have his credential. Bart saw me. In a way. I went to University of Phoenix on the tour bus. I'm the LMFT. That's the the one. (laughs) The one you're talking about is the title track, Spoken Spoken For. Spoken For. This is a radio hit. I remember hearing yeah. this a whole, whole oh, yeah. growing up. Oh, yeah. In Houston, Texas. KSBJ, A9.3 FM. This is just like, this Ugh. is the funniest it's, album for you to pick. It's so I, funny. I, I, I know it is. That he, he's saying so spoken for in the chorus and in the verse, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like oh, you don't I mean, hear it too it's often. stellar songwriting. But I mean, I mean really you've, you've, that you've heard race. the artistic... Uh, I mean, what's the, what's the word? You've heard I Can Only Imagine. So, I mean, you know, he's not really working with a, a full <laughs> set of skills. Wait, are we denying the power of I Can Only Imagine? It is the simplest, stupidest song. Yeah, but you could imagine. say that about any popular song, right? Could you? Yeah. Wait, what do you think is stupid about it? I'm not saying it's like, bury it's not, me to that it's song. It's not well, complicated actually. songwriting. It's not impressive songwriting. Yeah, but covered by you, your love, divine. This <laughs> Sorry, is it. I need, to, I need to feel it. I, I like how the tambourine cuts yeah. through the mix. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. They had that. <laughs> this was my oh, Kevin, Sweet Jamie. Uh, I do feel like um, uh, tambourine turned up in the mix is totally a CMA thing. CMA uh, or CCM the, or CCM? That's yeah. it. Yep, CMA is the. Country, country music awards. Music. I mean, I live in Nashville. It's so not it's not that CCM. It's totally <laughs> okay. CCM I don't. I don't mean to be all over the place, but on the subject of CMAs, so we all know the hook of "I Can Only Imagine." Oh, oh I know. Church When you heard this like, coming, they uh, waited for the right moment on like the fourth I night of church camp, imagine. and like. Up when when the emotions are real present, everyone's like really ready to repent and recommit. Mm-hmm. That's when they busted this baby out. Now I'm ready to repent all the time. I like this song, but in public, see, I think it's a well-built song too. Eh. Naysayers notwithstanding, I, I don't know. Impressive. Makes me feel something. Now the thing about the piano hook is, I was in public the other day and I did feel like I was going crazy because Uh-oh. I heard a song so similar to it, oh, but not no. it. That I call feel Bart, like call him. Paul, did you say Paul Blart? <laughs> Wait, do you think Bart Miller's name is Paul Blart? <laughs> that made oh, 100% Bart. sense to me. Blart, like, I didn't even question it. I was Blart like, Miller yes. Monk? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not super nice. Aww. King of Kings, King of Queens. <laughs> uh, so this is the song. You guys have heard this song before. But listen to this. It's right there. What but song it's like, is this? You know this song. You'll no, know it very soon. Do It's such a weird rhythm at the beginning. This is uncomfortable. I don't know this song. Oh yeah, I know this song. 
song is it? I like that Who song. Who is that? It's a great song. Lady Antebella. Oh, that's right. That was a huge hit that's for them. That's a good one. Yeah. But they like, did they lift the, uh, or am I stupid? No, I hear it. I hear it's it. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's It's because they have the fourth one, that the fourth note yeah. that just comes in right at the end. Is this a Vanilla Ice Queen situation? Yeah, I mean, it's not like a complicated chord no, or not. something. It's like, bing, bong, no, bing. But, but that's, but that's why I'm saying. the only person that ever played those three <laughs> notes in a row. But that's why I'm saying it sticks out even more because yeah. it is so like, it's like simple. Uncanny. Or, yeah. Right? And I'm saying Bart It almost feels like they're teasing simple. Bart because they, they wait a second <laughs> for the fourth <laughs> one to hit for the fourth note. Like, <laughs> da, da, da. They, they look over at him, they side-eye him, and then they're going, Nasty song. Um, here's a positive oh, thing I'll say go. about this album. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but first and last time, I like his voice. I think he has a really nice voice, and I don't know if I've just been like abused by the the music we've listened to on this show. That's but when you hear like a really nice male voice, I'm like, fantastic. well, I can. Cheers. We can we can find a track in there where he's trying way too hard to have a hit He definitely voice. sounds like Kevin James in one song. Well, as he and got then a little bit. on Kevin James? I know. started doing more like later albums. You could tell as he got older, he wanted to sound hipper and it was really uncomfortable. I know, and I kind of like his like theater So this like, is the last one he's like soothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your glory goes on. He sounds like Kevin Max. Play that one. Your glory goes on. Oh, wait. Did you say Kevin Max or Kevin James? Which is it? You Kevin said, Max. You said he sounds like Kevin James. I said, what are you talking about? Paul Blart. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, am I crazy? We just, we just both went with it. We're like, yeah, I totally, Kevin that Max. sounds right. I did not go. Yeah. Wait, what's it called? What's wait, the song? Wait, I want to come back to Word of God Speak, yeah. but uh, your glory goes on. Okay. I thought this was a different singer for a second. I think this might be the one. That's not the is one where he tries thing? to sound hip. No, 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 it's just him. Well, I'm amazed. Yeah, that one. This is Kevin Max. Struck by the way. Yep, that's Kevin Max. Yeah, he's getting up. I'm a guy. Like, there's the affectation a little bit. Well, now, now I'm like, who does she mean when she says Kevin Max? <laughs> I meant Kevin Max. DC Talk. Yeah. Yeah. The white one? There's wait, <laughs> two white ones, but yes. Oh my god, DC Talk and Newsboys are always no, like it's Kevin, merged in Kevin's, my head now. Kevin was in DC Talk. Michael Tate? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 thank you. He's around Nashville. He's Nothing days. but respect for me. We Michael. follow each other in Well, when he's media. not on the open sea, he's <laughs> in Nashville. <laughs> Take a cruise. The siren calls him back every year. <laughs> There's a treason at sea, I tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like we could end there. We're not going to get any. That was phenomenal. That was good. (laughs) I love to think Mm. about. (laughs) (laughs) There's a gif I might have made of the DC Talk cruise I'm reenacting in the room right now. Kevin Max. Never change. (laughs) Never change. Never change. Wait, okay. What do you want to say about uh, WOGSP? Well, okay. Let's just let this play for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Let's let's let the spirit move. And the funny thing is. okay. The last thing I need. I did. I do remember every word of this album. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm still in there. To hear what you would sing. Word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain? Washing my eyes to see. Your
this is a little bit like a word salad a little bit yeah like you just kind of throw a something dart at christian nothing. words yeah like please let me stay and rest and rest in your holiness what is what does resting in holiness <sighs> feel like well clearly you haven't experienced <laughs> i mean he did admit he was time. finding himself at a loss for words so maybe yeah. he just needed to find a, yeah wait yeah. he's that's kind of yeah. his thing because i can only he imagine he's about like how will he, i be able to sing it all talk or it's a nice speak or way write. to leapfrog over writing lyrics yeah, yeah that's how he gets away with writing <laughs> shitty songs what if we well, podcast and we're like i have write. nothing to say <laughs> he's uh, like, well, he told us having a hard time finding words so let's just give him give him some credit here um how does it make you I was feel? listening to this song today and like I've heard a lot of these kinds of songs, you know, and it's very worshipy and you know if this was sung at youth group, everyone would be like locked into Takes the vibe out. of this. Oh, we and were just, like screaming it yeah. out. Yeah. And <laughs> well, the Southern Baptists were just kind of sure. gently kneeling in your own way. Sobbing yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> but um it like it really for the first time a song like this struck me as like really, really tragic, like really sad to me. Ooh. Because you only, like, he would only plead, like, word of God speak because he's not hearing from God. Yeah. And so you, and you were talking about this in your story, too, of like, okay, well, then if I plead hard enough and if all the conditions are correct and I'm quiet and I'm kneeling and I'm crying and if the music is loud enough and if I'm really, like, thinking hard enough, Mm -hmm. I'll hear it because I'm only not hearing it because there's there's too much other noise Mm -hmm. or whatever, and it just is like that is Heavy. so fucking sad. That is <laughs> like you're in in desperation yeah. pleading with the being that's supposed to be there for you yeah. and like the fact that you have to sing words of like asking oh a very boy. basic request begging them to show up. A very basic essential thing is Yeah. And then at the end when he says sad. and then he thinks it's funny at the, the end. Funny yeah. thing the funny is, thing. It's like is it's it's well, yeah. like, the Joker. <laughs> and the and you kind of like, well, I guess Same. the feeling I'm having right now is the closest thing I yeah. get to. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that is that is it. You just learn to settle. Wow. And he just says it's okay of, at the yeah. end. And I was yeah. like, Oh, yeah. what a God. read. I mean, oh my. That's that's, it. Yeah. This is very perceptive. It made me so I, sad. <laughs> uh oh. Wow. That and, sucks. Yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, it was like, it, it kind of, it, uh, it like unlocked a little bit of my own past or whatever and thinking about singing mm-hmm. these songs like this. And like, that's really sad. Like remembering the state that you were in. Yeah. That, and like yeah. so much yeah. hope and desperation yeah. and just like, well, if I can't hear it, then I'll ride the emotional high yeah. and like hope that that's the same thing. Yes. And yeah. I'm sure we yeah. all have felt that way. The way you're describing it is taking me back to that yeah. emotion I've had where it's like, I just want it. So yeah. yeah. And that feels like maybe yeah. the absolution you're asking for. And it's just like, if God <laughs> were accessible, you wouldn't need songs like this. I think that is actually exactly why I have such a connection specifically to Mercy Me. It's because they were my camp band. Mm. and because my adolescence was I mean I can't keep talking about it but like I felt so alone and I needed God and I thought like consistent obedience would be the best way to go about it so like let me give up all my secular music and Mm. rededicate my life and my my experience at youth group camp was that calling out crying out because I mean the really sad thing too is the reason why I resonated so much with these um like lyrics or Bible verses framing like what what's here and now might be bad, but it, you can renounce it and hope for what's better later. Or um, I can't remember which one, it, which song is it on this album? Cause it's kind of what started making my 
brain work in this way uh, or thinking about what my younger experience was. Um, oh, it's the very first song, The Change Inside of Me, where, there you go, there you go, there you go. Where he's kind of talking about, well, maybe we'll just let him tell us. What, what you got to about. say, Bart? Bart? Bart, tell us. That's Dennis Quaid would say, Bart. He called him Bert in that movie, I think. <laughs> If I've been acting strange, I haven't been myself lately. What you see is a person really. Maybe it wasn't this one, but essentially, maybe at some point in this. The general idea of I've given up what I thought would be good for me, and I always like chosen the Lord. What really sucks is like younger me trying to make sense of her world. Um honestly thought that what was happening to me that shouldn't have been happening to me in my childhood and adolescence was a product of like if I just loved God more and was obedient like it would stop and also that I think the hardest thing for me to come me to come to terms with is that I was tr- I thought obedience looked like making it not matter that my mother was abusing me that like mm-hmm. I'm in pain but I'm not supposed to be in pain I'm supposed to trust you and I'm supposed, supposed to, to like believe in you that's it that's it so the majority of the time I was like pleading and crying and begging for God to show up it was really it's so fucked up but really what I was pleading for is make your existence matter more to me because clearly you loving me and me needing to serve you doesn't matter enough because I'm still in pain that Mm -hmm. I don't have a safe family so it's just this very it's just a really but I think that's why this particular band this particular album reminds me like it is quintessential uh, musical soundtrack of my evangelical adolescence because Mm -hmm. it was what was playing most often when I was like pleading and crying and asking God to show up. So what you're just talking about with the word of God speak, I had not thought about it that way at all, but that I feel like there's like a, there's like a 14 year old me who's like, she said it. (laughs) That's what it is. Uh Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Uh, It's so brutal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that idea of like, I I feel bad because I have a bad attitude about like what God's doing Mm -hmm. here. It's obviously because of my pride, sin, et cetera, whatever, that I'm not happy or like I'm only in pain because I'm sinful or I'm not being Mm -hmm. obedient enough or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. your circumstances are almost irrelevant. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. that's what they kind of try and tell you is that you need to God. Yeah. Just your circumstances should be relevant because this world is passing away and there's going to be glory that will come later. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a lot of bypassing of legitimate pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder if like as the church, uh, currently like co-ops more therapy language and mm-hmm. stuff like that, if that's less the case, I hope, but I'm curious like how that works out. Only if they actually encourage people to see real therapists. Sometimes because otherwise they're just using the language <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it can be contribute yeah. to even more bypassing and dismissal. Yeah. My, um, my husband was at a church service recently, not his church. And the uh, pastor talked a long time about depression mm-hmm. and like went into the clinical definition of depression mm-hmm. and like really mm-hmm. talked about it as like a thing. And then it was kind of about our phones and how that's why. Uh, oh. And also just God. 
Oh, you know, like it, it like almost got there, and then kind of wasn't like oh. go see a therapist if you're depressed. It was more of like keep praying, but depression is real, and you know all that oh, kind of stuff. But it's more of like a cultural thing and all that oh, stuff. Oh boy, what a sweet chili! <laughs> a little bit of that. Just a chunky. I might be doing it a dis- disservice, but that's what no, I, I gathered like from you it. Probably summarize that yeah. accurately. I'm gonna so, guess. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I feel like that's shades of that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. The thing is, I feel addicted to this thing. <laughs> Truly. It's kind of yeah. like a crack. It's like a like that's how addicted I am to it. For people who can't I don't see, think we can Kevin's anymore, referencing right? his phone. Yeah. Because you didn't make that clear. Uh, hello. Is this real connection? I don't think so, honey. Uh I mean, we met via the phone. Was that a children's choir? <gasps> Is this wow? Yes, this is- wow. What do you mean? Yes, it's a Christian song. <laughs> no, I mean it's on the wow CD. You know how? No, okay. Again, wow CDs are not kids bop. I know. Oh wait, no, they're compilations. They're, yeah, 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 that's right. You know how? You know how the scariest horror movies <laughs> involve tiny children. Whatever. I feel like this is the same thing. Haunted children scar- chorus. Yeah, haunted oh, yeah, children sure. are the scariest. I can only movies. imagine horror children's remixes. choirs are the scariest <laughs> Christian yes. songs. Yeah, so ooh, not nice. Now, if you thought that was scary, we're gonna do a thing we did on a on an episode a long time ago. I'm gonna play a cover, oh, and no. I need both of you. I think it is guessable. To, to guess, guess who, who the is. artist is okay. who's oh. doing a cover you think I'll know? of Word of God Speak. I think her voice is so distinct. Finding myself. Is this Kristen Chenoweth? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that <was> so <laughs> wow. Cool. Wow. I was never happened. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I was never going to. Is she Christian? Yeah. Famously. Oh. Is she? Yeah. Okay. This is so deceived. I can't remember if we talked about this before on the show or not. There was a show on NBC back in 2006. This is just so hilarious. I even remember because I had this CD growing up because of course I did. She's got such control. <laughs> she knows how to work a song, you know? She makes it her own. This is shocking. There's a show on NBC called Studio Six in the Sunset Strip. There was a character actress on it, a fictional character named Harriet Hayes, as played by Sarah Paulson. Oh, yeah. And she was based on Kristen Chenoweth because oh. the show was written by Aaron Sorkin and him and Kristen Chenoweth used to date. Oh, and all of what? his issues, struggle, conflict oh, he had with her wow. when she did the 700 Club, when she did conservative stuff. She he, did the 700 Club? He channeled into Club? that character oh in a very not uh, disgusting way, Ew. I guess I would say. What a gross move. Yeah. How did I miss that? How she did the seven, how I'm. I Surprise. missed it too. I did not know it. I, I mean, she's like a theater person yeah. first. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, but she was trying to do both sides. Of the, I don't. I don't oh, think she's doing so the seven hundred club now. No, I, I think. Betrayed. I think her fan base would riot. Yeah. Yeah. But she was trying to do both things at the same time back then. I think she was and just Aaron trying to see Sorkin where the money was. Explained why that was wrong, <laughs> and she needed that service by proxy. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine like dating someone? And then watching a fictional show where your boyfriend gets the final Makes word. a caricature out of you. Literally. So and it annoying. would be like Kristen Chenoweth posed in like a Maxim thing. And then Harriet Hayes posed in a Maxim <laughs> thing on the show. Like, disgusto stuff. It's an interesting character. That's It is an interesting character. Just not that... Just, you know, you dated her. Meant, so you, it's like how, you know, 
How disgusted could you be? Good grief. Goodness. Aaron Sorkin took the wrong lesson away from write what you know. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah. here's my yeah. journal. <laughs> Woo. Oh, anyway, anything else we want to talk about from this album? Any song um, we wanted to hit? Let me see. Let me. Crazy? Yeah, crazy. Speaking of therapy. Crazy might have been the one you were thinking therapy. about, Jamie, of mm. like renouncing my old life. No, it was. Okay. I don't. Sounds like you're crazy, girl. Well, actually, I think it might have been the one I was thinking it was spoken for when he says, take this world from me. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I, been that, but. I mean, they all spoke to me in some specific way about, like, renouncing my here and now self. Yeah. So um, the opening lyric to this is, why would I spend my life longing for the day that it would end? Why would I spend my time pointing to another man? So like God's it's got weird. a competitor. Is well, the other no. man Mike Pence? No, 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 no. Same. Do you know? No, the where that the Same. position that song is written from is he's like answering the question that other people would be asking him. So oh. you gotta keep you gotta keep listening. Gotta keep reading. Oh, how can I find hope in resol- dying yeah. with promises yeah. unseen? Yeah. Oh, and he's like, well, you might think I'm crazy because I spend my life pointing to another man, and I have hope after death. Isn't that but crazy? I'm not crazy. Bart yeah. Miller's the Joker. He's like, <laughs> he's so crazy? twisted. He's creating little word puzzles. I love riddles. Oh man, when Christian songs like make up a person, yeah. I like, can't believe what they're the doing. atheist yeah. professor. I mean, they basically made him into that guy from God's Not Dead, <laughs> like, the one who converts. He's like, sorry, he's like struggling. I know for but, you, you know, that seems I, believable, final moments. I, I believe in a man. I was at dinner with a friend of mine on Monday night and we went to this really fun Thai place in Echo Park and at the table next to us oh. were these like pretty like nice seeming gentlemen who I feel like I would have gotten along with. And I heard one of them say, isn't that that Kevin Sorbo movie oh. where he's an atheist and he dies in the street? And it took all my energy <laughs> to just not go, I fell <laughs> <laughs> or just to start screaming, scream, saying, God's not dead, totally alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God, not dead. Yeah. Oh, wait, can we do <laughs> one more? Can me. we do one more? Guess the artist for a cover. Okay. Oh, for Let's Imagine? See. Let's see yeah. if I can get this one, maybe. Carrie Underwood. No. What if it was a new. Oh, man, that'd be cool. A different key. Yeah, Zio Donald. This is <laughs> in riding on the bus with my sister. <laughs> Didn't she do that whole cover album? Get out of here! What the fuck? I can't listen to this. No, you know this person. I can't listen to this. You know this, Caroline. By your side, I can only imagine what's going on. <laughs> no, maybe it's a fictional character. <laughs> it must be. I knew it. It's an animal of some kind, isn't it? No? It's not an animal. Is this Junior's Spirit? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew I hated it. Oh, how did I not recognize this? Junior's Spirit is the creeps. Uh, oh. VeggieTales covered this? This is Hell so yeah. funny. Junior Asparagus is singing about death. The vegetables have an afterlife. <laughs> well, he's on the cutting board right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he's watching the knife come down. Oh, and the drums come in. So uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I can't believe this. I want to get to the. Oh, <laughs> wait. Now I hear it. 
Oh my god. Okay, that's enough. That's <laughs> oh, Caroline took her headphones no. off. Okay, okay. Oh. We're done. We're done. Oh We're done. God. That was disgusting. Why would they do that? That's because they can. Well, because maybe Veggie Tales put out an album in 2009 called yep. Here I Am to Worship. Yep. They did yeah, a they worship did. album. Wait, what yeah, else they do they have on the here? Thing yeah, let's that. that. It's not even just like the voice is nasty, but also like that's is not Junior the brand. The only of, one singing. That's not the brand of Veggie Tales. Wait, so is it? Are there other singers on that? Is it just Junior Asparagus? Let's find out. Junior Asparagus. Who's this one? This is Bob. This is Bob. That's Bob. I want to see. I didn't know about this album before I found this cover. Oh, it's a group effort. How many eyes am I? I love this. I can kind of do it. Yeah. I'm so glad you're in my life. They just Larry this not singing anything. chord sound in the background. What's this? Yeah, it's kind of like this is an interesting arrangement. Yeah, this, they're on a little safari. They're shouting. Right now. They're shouting. Yeah, they're vegetables. <laughs> Dude, okay. What the heck? This is, this is not going. how I would think Keep this going. song would go. Keep going. I want to find out what okay. it is. Five, six, Ooh. seven, uh, eight. Yeah. So it's just Junior and Bob. That's it. Oh, this is. Yeah, weird. I don't know if Larry gets in the mix. <laughs> No. Yeah. Wait, oh, who is that? No. That's Uncle, that's the Monocle guy. Oh. Mr. Broccoli. What's Alfred? his name? Yeah, Alfred. Oh, <laughs> there's Larry. I hear Larry. <laughs> you didn't wait for Larry to come back. I hear Larry. I'm home. The Nathan of the Veggie Tales. Okay. I've come around to like you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, good art. I feel like my shoulders are permanently know, up by my ear right now. Here. My I'm whole body is just cringing the whole time. Kevin. <laughs> well done. This yeah. Nasty. I will That's have nightmares stuff. tonight. Good. That voice. That's our the, goal. Yeah, I know. All right. Hey. <laughs> That's why I thought you would like it. <laughs> this is your thing, oh, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate freaking Mercy Me. The way this works, Jamie's, oh. we give them a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a thumb the sideways, space uh, between. So we give them a holy toast. That's a thumbs up. Oh. We've seen Mercy Me to heaven. <laughs> or thumbs down, holy roast. We send them. Oh. Which is real and does exist, you guys. It's definitely not just <laughs> a collective memory we've had of Dante's Inferno that sure. got transmuted into Christianity. Or we send him to purgatory. <gasps> Go off, King. Caroline. Can you do it as Junior Experience? Bart Millard. Absolutely not. <laughs> Can not you do, do it as Blart Millard? <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Yeah. Bart Millard, Malkoff. Um... <laughs> I can only imagine getting hot dog on a stick. <laughs> and then balancing it on my dick. I don't know what I don't know what happens Bart in that would movie. Never. Segway. I know Bart wouldn't, but Bart would. Bart would. Uh, Holy roast. <laughs> I don't like this album. Uh, when I I was like playing it on my commute to the office today, and I was just like, "This is." I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. <laughs> I have some. Oh, and ex- yeah. I mean, an uh, experience I felt often, but it prompted some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. And I was just thinking about, like, even just the sound of this album, <laughs> like, everything is almost directly on beat. Like, it's just yeah. a worship album. Like, there was no, 
Creativity? There was no subversion. There was no creativity. There was yeah. nothing like that he had to like birth out of himself to make this Ew. album. It was just like <laughs> he just blarted out. You go. Yeah, he blarted it, and I resent him for that. And I resent that he was like successful for this too. Yes. Yes. I resent him. It's the funniest review. Exactly how I felt when I watched that stupid movie. Oh my god! I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" I know he has real pain in his life, but like, well, don't we all? (laughs) There's some good art, legitimately good art that's come out of real pain. I don't know why he couldn't make any. I don't. Well, I can only imagine. Is the exception? It's not good art. (laughs) It's well, it's okay art. Um, yeah. So that's my holy rose. Okay. We turn to Jamie. Well. I'm going to have to go for the whatever the terminology of the sideways. Space, space between. Space between, mm-hmm. that one. Um, because, I mean, it holds a special place in my heart. It was there for you. <clears throat> it was there for me, which makes me inclined to want to give it a thumbs up. But because of what you talked about earlier, <laughs> <laughs> the word of God speak thing. A convincing I, argument. Convincing argument. I That takes me from a thumbs up to a thumbs up. I can't mm. give it a, all the way thumbs down. My inner child will not let me. Uh, but I got to go for like a steady sideways because you made a very good point about the fact that um, it's kind of it's problematic that it's I connected so stuff. much with those feelings <laughs> in mm-hmm. those lyrics. So I don't like that. I'm angry on behalf of my younger self that that's oh. the art she had to choose from. So sideways. Space between. Sideways. Nice. Kevin, do you vote? I vote. Okay. Uh, I think some episodes have gone by and I haven't voted. Yeah, (laughs) I'm making sure you're voting because I want to hear what you have to say. And it's important to vote and to get involved. (laughs) Pokemon Go. To the polls. (laughs) Just (laughs) chill. To the polls. (laughs) Pokemon Go to the polls. Watch my new Hulu doc. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you have a watch party for that? That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Uh, holy rose, gosh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just really simple. This okay, sucks. The one thing I liked, but it wasn't yeah. because of them. It was the song Love of God. Oh, it's it's a good a song. This is a hymn, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's one them. slightly so, acceptable like, song nice. album they did not write. <laughs> it was the yeah. song Outshining yeah. the Singers. I really I love this hymn. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's good. But uh, yeah, sorry, Blart. Sorry to these men. Uh, <laughs> sorry to, sorry these to Mike Pence's entourage. <laughs> Not sorry like, like there's, at all. There's multiple the pictures of them together. This is so gross. This has to be a oh, concerted. Good point. Maybe I need to move down to roast, actually, because of the, I forgot about the oh, Mike Pence photos. That's okay. I mean, we can we can put those to the side. Mike yeah. Pence, none the richer. Focus on the work. <laughs> the <laughs> just work. focus on the quality the of the work. art. And then Which focus so on the family. Oh, I went to focus on the family. Oh, we should talk about that later. Maybe that'll be a second we didn't hey, even talk about that yet. I know. <gasps> we were together for hours yesterday. Yeah, but we had other things to attend to. Uh, okay. Yes. That sounds Oh, yeah. Suspect. I didn't mean to say, yeah, <laughs> sketchy or anything. Uh, you can give it a holy rose, holy toaster's face between at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. So get out there. And as the star of the new Hulu documentary would want you to do. Pokemon go to the polls. Ballers. Oh, that cut off real suddenly. <laughs> Ballers? Ballers? Oh, boy. Well, it's that time, guys. Let's bring it down. Let's light the candles. Let's make the circle. Oh, boy. Jamie has just left the stage from doing her Christmas music. People are weeping and sobbing. Speaking in tongues. In the pews. Mm-hmm. People are Softly, spe- though. People Softly. are ripping the, their shirts the off. The soft tongues. <laughs> screaming at God. Take me now. I'm ready. <laughs> 
I feel like I can I can feel the fog machine I'm listening right. to this. Yeah, but it's the blue a tasteful lights. amount the blue of lights, fog. Yeah. And Jamie, on this show, if we don't promote ourselves or our projects, we lift them up to the Lord. Wow. And we do that starting with Caroline Ely. You lift me up to the Lord, way up there, uh, at Caroline's Farts, mm-hmm. <laughs> on uh, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. And uh, this week, something I've been really enjoying that I'd like to lift up is a Netflix show called Next in Fashion. Very fun. fun. Hosted by Tan France and Alexa Chung. Uh, it scratches the itch that Project Runway has left me with. And I'm not about to watch the new episodes because I just can't get back in there. Oh. But this is pretty good. Mm. I like it. And the contestants, what I like about them is most of them are already established designers. So it's not like students, you know, shooting their shot. These are people who know what they're doing. That's mm. really cool. Nice. Wow. All right, we turn to Jamie. I don't know if I can deal with this music. Uh, do you want me to turn it <laughs> no, off? No, it's fine. Do you it's want me to bring back Junior? I just feel like I need to cry it out. <laughs> yeah, wait. Um, I could no. have this feeling... music playing. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, layer it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> Everyone has turned this off now. Everyone is This so- sounds demonic. <laughs> I wish Nate could hear this right now. <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay. Uh, All right. My mouth tastes bad. Oh, <laughs> I am so physically uncomfortable. Good. <laughs> but not your crying. Body. I'm not crying. There you go. That'll come later. Um, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? Oh, Where are you confused? What's your Instagram? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the Where confusion can you find here? Me? Uh, you can find me at um, jamieleefinch.com um, at I am Jamie Lee Finch on Instagram and maybe by this point I will have reactivated my Twitter because hey. uh, I'd let I mean if you're good it, she'll well, reactivate we'll see as a treat get yeah. a treat get you, guys, you guys have to prove that you are responsible enough mm-hmm. <laughs> for the privilege of my Twitter take care um, of that yeah, and that would just be at Jamie Lee Finch. Hell yeah. Um, What's the last thing you saw that you loved? Last thing I saw. Or listened to, or podcast, or uh, music. Well, I went to see Michael Kiwanuka play last week oh, here in LA. You may know him as the guy who goes, Did you ever want it? Oh, yeah. From Big Little Lies. Big Little Pies. That's there were right. so many white people in that audience. Which they had a rough time whenever clapping <laughs> needed to happen. Yeah. It was, that was funny to observe. Um, and, you know, they all got there from Big Little Lies. But, yeah. uh, and they had great. the whole Big Little Lies cast on the stage running the whole time and like <laughs> they, holding they, wine and looking out on the ocean. They brought right? in a bunch of sand, mm-hmm. just poured Durin it out onto the stage. <laughs> yeah, I think Dern would enjoy a Q&Dish. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was, oh, it was beautiful. It was, really, it was really great. So mm-hmm. that is my answer. Kimanuka. His new album's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's beautiful. Uh, it's you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I'll lift up what I would have bet money. Caroline would have lifted up. So oh. I'll take it. Oh. So maybe she hasn't seen it yet. Or oh. maybe she didn't like it. I don't know. A Netflix show called Cheer. Cheer. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Do you yeah. love it? Um, is it too basic? Am I mine. so late? It's, oh, no. it's so good. No, no, no. Oh. 
Oh no! <laughs> that person saved my life. Oh my god! <laughs> is that your mom? Oh no! This is no. I can't. I cannot He's answer this you on air. At- 10 p.m. Does oh, it? Yeah, 9.30. All right. <laughs> Kevin's going to get some swing on. That's what happens when you have an interview you with say? a switch. What do you want me to say right now? I don't know. You're blushing. What do you want me to No, I'm always this color. <laughs> I just skew red. I love cheer. Um, I love... I think, of, I think about... Well, obviously, there's like Friday Night Lights core in it but also i like any narrative that's about like the south or the parts of the the country that people despise that has obscure that has a lot of gay people in it and marginalized people who exist and Mm -hmm. are there and uh does not erase them yeah and uh i'm all in started crying on the plane watching on my little ipad it's it's so good yes yeah it's really good it's good i love that too sad i had to turn it off oh really yeah i get that yeah it's brutal Mm -hmm. in parts it gets better did you go? Get stay better. till the end. No, stay till the end. It gets I don't better. Know. Oh, it's so it's much so body good. dysmorphia. I don't know if uh, I can take that's it. Good. That's yeah. fair. Step away. Yeah, step away when <laughs> you need to. Step that's away. All right. mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, all right. Follow us at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter, patreoncom fun. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donate a taller, a, a taller to charity. Taller. This month's charity. We donate a baller to charity. <laughs> <laughs> One baller's got to go. <laughs> this month's charity will be. Oh, it's not Morning Star Foundation anymore. <laughs> it can be. Yeah, let's do that again. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, Jamie. Thank you so much for doing the show, friend. Thanks, Jamie. What a delight. This what was a... very delightful. Thanks for shitting on the album of Whoa! my youth. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's one of them. Uh, it's okay, and there's though. nothing left to say thing. except for, by the way, I love doing this show. This was a fun time so with fun. two friends. Aww, thanks, I love Kevin. you, Caroline. Thanks for inviting me to come do this and of course. be a part of your friendship. So excited to meet hey. you. so cute. Welcome. You're home. You're home. Oh, last time someone cult. said Chewy. that to you, this it, was, a, it Chewy, was a cult. Jamie, we're home. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. There's nothing left to say except for in all of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. How should we go out? <laughs> can you layer that with the real? I can only imagine. I could. Let's do that. No, you have to time it though with Junior. With Junior. They have to yeah, sing so together. Yeah, so start them both oh. at the same time. Oh. Duet. I wanted to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This hang is on. so great that you can do this right here. It's amazing. <laughs> here we go. Contest. We'll turn this off. Oh, I see. I see yeah. what you're saying. And just have the imagines yes. square off. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Here it's happening right now. <laughs> only imagine No only imagine Hang on Again there you time it When you <laughs> oh, it goes oh, wow. off. Okay, Junior, have a little patience. <laughs> oh. oh my <laughs> lord. This is so great. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I can only. I can only. Oh, 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 oh,